Jersey Scene Coming Clean podcast is presented by Cloak and Dagger Media. here to uh to listen in and nah, uh big body's lit. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys welcome to njc and coming clean the uh the first podcast of its kind to my knowledge of just profiling the the little guy the guys like us who uh heard music once when we were little and decided i, wa- I want me some of that i want i want to do something with this i don't know what but i want to <laughs> do something with it so um we're going to introduce you guys so we got doug gallo Hey, yo. We got uh, <laughs> Savin Sek on here. How's it going? And we got uh, Big Body, who is here for moral support. No, no, no. All right. So uh, let's get started here. Why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves? Tell me a little bit about uh, what you guys do with AGL. Um, yeah, uh, I'm Doug, and I started... Oh, this is so weird talking about this. Uh, uh, yeah, I started AGL last year uh, with my best friend, Ryan. Um, it was like, I don't know, constantly sharing studio gear for a while and like between our parents' house, recording in their basement and just making it work and working at other studios at the same time. Um, and then after a few like low budget projects came through, we we really wanted to work with them. So we were like, fuck it, let's just move in together and, uh, um, make a a home studio that we can record like smaller projects at. Um, and yeah, it turned out really, really cool. It bloomed. Yeah. I mean, you guys have like a little empire for yourselves already. You got like this staple of bands, <laughs> like very particular Crazy. bands in the Jersey scene, which is really cool to see. Like people that I've met. Um, I saw you had Johnny Cola. Mm-hmm. On, yes. Uh, yes. Sounds, man. I mean, oh, man. I met Johnny. I'm not like good friends with him. I know his drummer, Evan. We went to high school together. Oh, no way. And um, so I've been at the J House plenty of times. I've seen like Animal Flag and a bunch of really cool bands play there. Oh, J House. Do uh, you guys have any experience with the J House in New Brunswick? Yo, my first oh. ever basement show was at the J House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the first yep. ever basement show I ever went to was at the J House. It was Hodera, Man Dancing, Toy Cars. And That's sa- that sounds like and a J House show. Dolly's, yeah, that you know what? Amazing. I remember that show. I almost went to that show i wasn't able to make it because mm-hmm. um i had work the next day but i remember that show specifically that yeah, was that I was know, a really good line the coolest setup. yeah we shot a music video there once um in the basement? Sweaty basement yeah yeah oh. it was ridiculous yeah, oh, yeah that place so is great. many memories man we got the cops called on us because uh, animal flag was playing just a little bit too loud <laughs> and which like and apparently the cops like never get called on this place but it was mm. in the middle of the afternoon on a sunday and they're like guys come on like, <laughs> people, people trying to, like, do work. It's Sunday. Like, people trying to work on a Sunday? You're out of your mind. 
But um, <laughs> but yeah, there's all sorts of things. Heather Cook, I noticed that you guys work with. Oh, yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. I know Heather Cook. We ended up just being friends on Facebook, but it seems like everybody knows this girl. Yeah. Uh, Wick, yeah, everybody Wick, knows Heather. Wick, Wick, wicked <laughs> talented, you know, mm-hmm. just like her piano tracks alone, like just the stuff that she used to post on Facebook. I'm like, this girl needs mm-hmm. to be in a studio. Like someone needs to be working with her because yeah. she's got... She's got this. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even, I can't even pinpoint the exact way we met, I think, but. It's, it's, uh, it feels like she's that kind of person that you yeah. just like, you bumped into her at a show <laughs> once, ended up being Facebook friends, and then a year later, mm-hmm. she posted something, and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. that, that's a cool thing. I like that thing. Let's talk about that thing. And then, you know. Yeah, I think someone was like, to me, like, Doug, you should work with this girl, Heather. And then she told me someone also recommended me to work with her. It was like the same way. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Honestly, I mean, that's nice when that works out. Totally. Like, yeah, it was really really cool working with her. Um, we're actually gonna Savin and I are actually yeah. playing in her live band now. Yeah, I saw that. So you guys posted cool. a picture together. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're yeah. they're either in the live band or they're all just like trying out to be Instagram models or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, look how pretty yeah, we I all am are Instagram together. Model. Are you yeah, really? I'm I'm the model. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm I see to build you, a following. You take a lot of pictures in front of flags. I noticed. <laughs> trees. Oh, flags, trees, flowers, in trees, in trees. Like, yeah. What do you prefer, in trees or in front of trees? Oh, definitely in trees. In trees. Yeah, yeah, it's where the rings are at. Oh, you mean like inside the tree? <laughs> yeah, like directly inside. Just like your head is just in like the in the trunk. Just like, hey guys, what's going on? Uh, what else we got here? We got um. Wellwisher. Now I know everyone in the area knows Wellwisher. Oh, yeah. Wellwisher is just like yeah, kind of Natalie like, is so talented. <laughs> yeah, local legends really like. Because mm-hmm. we've been following them since like Dolly's man. I remember Dolly's would play. Um, like I I would like stumble across seeing them at the most random times in my life. Like in the basement of a bar on George Street once. Like in just a random basement here and there. Where's George Street? And uh, New Brunswick. Uh, New Brunswick. Yeah, and like. I don't know. Every time I saw them, it was just like something so different every single show. Um, really hard not to follow a band like that. And yeah, I'm so stoked that Natalie's carrying this uh, that vibe on through Wellwisher. So it's really sick. How did you like get to the point where you're like, hey, come in and like do this like studio thing? Like we want um, to hear you guys play. So Wellwisher, I I believe was booked through the Alternative. Okay. Um, they yeah they like Henderson yeah is that um, is that his publication does he own that <coughs> uh yeah yeah he's the owner of it that's yeah. what I figured he, I'm actually having him on the show at some point too oh, oh, awesome. no. I'm like I'm like going through my Facebook and I see Henderson posted something I'm like yeah I can't do this show and not have Henderson on like he does the alternative he does <laughs> entertainment mm-hmm. law for like bands that are really like in our wheelhouse like yes you gotta yep. talk to him about this he's, kind of stuff. he's worked with uh, some of our bands too. He hit us up to do the live sessions and, and ended up just him splitting like booking duties with us for the. I mean, that's what he, he's shows. been doing booking for years. That's really how we got started. Yeah, it was with so all this. cool. I'm he's so like glad to have him. He's the sweetest guy ever. Like, every mm-hmm. time I saw him, like, even if like I felt like he didn't remember who I was, he still talked to me as if he did, which is like, mm-hmm. it's always nice when you have people like that who, like, they don't really care whether they remember or not. They're just going to be nice to you regardless. And he always, like, mm-hmm. yeah. would talk to me and stuff. I'd see him at, like, um, when we did shows at the 73C Gallery for, like, that one summer. That was that was interesting. It was mm-hmm. a really weird spot, but uh, I saw Yeah, but I love shows there, man. It, it was a really nice spot. The sound was great. I remember mm-hmm. we had that one show where Pine Grove was supposed to play in uh, Brooklyn with Rapaways, mm-hmm. and then I don't even remember what venue it was, but it got shut down. 
and then we basically had an impromptu hometown Montclair show. Cool. And I swear to God, the entire town was there. It was insane. <laughs> oh, that room was not yeah. equipped for that many people. I wish I would oh, yeah, I know. Me too. It I've was, seen Evan play solo there. It was uh, really yeah. surreal, like, honestly, because it was just like, it was a New York City show that got relocated. So there were, like, people there. And there were, like, kids that, like, grew up with Pine Grove's music who, like, went to high school with Evan and stuff like that. It's, like... Yeah, yeah. I think Megan is actually the one who booked all that. Megan Broccoli. I, I don't know what her actual <laughs> last name is. She's just Megan Broccoli. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see what else we got here. Um, I want to talk about man dancing, because they're, like... Well, yeah, you just tied that in. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. So. They are, like, blowing up right now. I mean, they've been blowing up for the past couple of years, but, like, they're playing... They did the, um, the Champagne Jam... Yeah, they're mm-hmm. my favorite band. You can tell us, tell us more about that then. I want to hear. Yeah, they're fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, have you seen them play live yet? I saw them play a couple times. I saw them at the seventy three C Gallery. I saw a full band performance, and I think they did an acoustic. You know how once. sometimes you like see a, co- a band a few times, and you're just like, all right, cool. I saw them a few times. I don't gotta see them again. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you see a man dancing, it's different. It's it's um I would compare that to like whenever I go to a Pine Grove <laughs> show, it's different. Whenever I see Streetlight. Streetlight oh, shows, yeah. every single one is different. They really put that, you know, work in. And I like bands that do that, like Man Dancing, where you like, the live show really is, like, that's the bread and butter. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's where it all that's starts. Nice. Like, you're not going to get people listening to your music unless they saw you in a basement first. Like, Yeah, they, you know, they got it in uh, in the pocket, you know? That's, that's how I feel. Yep. It's nice to see because you know Ben Petty. He's a he's an interesting character. Yeah, and, we love um, Ben Petty. Is Josh is the lead singer? Uh, Steven. Steven. Yeah. Steven. I don't know why I thought his name Josh. was Josh. Josh. Mm. He looks. <laughs> he looks like his name would be Josh. Let's let's really? just let's just leave it at that because <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. But um, so sounds from the house. Um, what was your main inspiration from that? Like, was it like Audio Tree? Was it Little Elephant? Was there a specific one, or were you just like, we just want to do this cool live thing? Yeah, I think it was about being able to throw shows without having to, like, worry about having the studio also, like, in jeopardy. Okay. It was, like, creating almost, like, the same intimate, like, basement feel. Right. While still giving, like, a good, uh, like, an amazing quality product for, like, people to go back and look at. Yeah, I think the original idea was more to capture a show. Yeah. Like, the New Brunswick style show. Uh, yeah, kind of, like, cleaned up and well-presented in, in HD. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely, I definitely get <laughs> that when that's, I'm watching That it. was pretty much, yeah. I mean, um, I, I love the, the live session, like, thing that's going on now that we can just go watch our favorite bands on YouTube. So, I guess this is our, like, tribute to that. Although, we definitely didn't have, like, one or a few specific... Like influences, kind of just wanted to do our own thing and see yeah, what happened. Yeah, I mean, happened. like cat- capturing that um, mm-hmm. that feeling of being at a basement show. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot that comes with that. There's the sweatiness. There's the wearing your mm-hmm. winter jacket there and not having anywhere to put it once you get there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, it's just cool to be able to capture that feeling, pretty much to be listened to wherever, and keeping that studio quality. And it's really cool to yeah. see like people like you guys like really like trying to keep that spirit alive. After a while, too, people started really, um, like, it, after, like, the third month of this happening in a row, people started really, uh, I don't know, treating it differently. Um, everyone started dressing really nice after a while, too. We would start buying, like, tons of wine and give it out for free. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and I don't know. It, it turned out really cool, and it, every single time, the same people would come back and then more because it was kind of, like, 
like we didn't like advertise it openly right it was just like this but the same crowd like they all like took off of work or whatever or like made it out um every every single month it was like this bizarre experience did you go saturday yeah it was cool because after every sound from house it always turned into this like little like not party but it was like everyone sitting out talking like it wasn't just like a basement show everyone came and saw the bands left you know yeah Mm -hmm. everyone came and like you know, really shared stories and like a lot of connections were definitely connections made. Were made. We we made a lot of friends. Definitely And I want to talk about how to get the word out because there's this really weird dichotomy of we need to let people know we're having a show and we can't have too many people at the show, otherwise we have to shut down the show. Mm-hmm. So oh, I want yeah. to talk a little bit about like how do you you know teeter that balancing act? How do you get the word out but also try to keep the word in? Mm, that's uh i don't know i guess the the biggest thing is just general awareness of who's at the gig um i, I don't know with booking shows you know mo- most of the time it's it's definitely a group effort you know right. there's a lot of people just making sure that everyone at the gig is like safe and not causing trouble or anything like that and then i also think a lot has to do with the landlord too because some houses don't give a fuck honestly yeah so I, I think some houses really don't like give a shit about like who finds out um, which is fine, and that works. And some of those are the most memorable shows, to be honest. Oh, for but sure. just because it, you know, d- luckily happened and wasn't shut down, you know. Um, Another thing is like, I mean, going from to a lot of the basement shows now, I kind of think you, each house has their own community, right? So it's like, I feel like when you go to each house, you see the same people at each house. Yeah, like so everyone's like trying to like, to mouth. yeah. Try everyone's trying to keep in their own place. That way, they're not overstepping. boundaries and also just the bands they like to see and their friends are always going to be there so they know that's the place to go it's like going to your favorite bar it's like Mm. you know the people who are going to be there on friday night oh definitely you know know which basement house you want to go to see whatever bands you want to see and um i really want to talk about um you know keeping the scene safe because i've noticed that is a i mean it's always should have been a big thing but it is huge now like really making that important and it's really nice to see because you know, going to a show, you don't even think about, like, the dangers of being there because, you know, especially when you're, like, you know, a snot-nosed kid, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go out and have fun. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, no matter who you are, there's always, you know, something going down in a show. I was, um, I remember at the Sea Gallery, um, these kids came in literally, like, while everyone was enjoying the music and just started swiping phones from jackets and then left. Right. Like, three or four phones got stolen in one night. And it was, like, you know, it's not just about keeping the scene safe, like, between, like, people, but also just, like, having a sense of community and like looking mm-hmm. out for each other's shit. It's like the kind of thing where like if you see a jacket lying on the ground, you're not mm-hmm. going to take it. You're more likely to stand around and wait for somebody to claim it yeah, than just oh, take yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I mean all states have that, but I think New Jersey has this sort of like social awakening that we're really coming with where um, you know, bands are starting to be more about safe spaces, less about the rock star the rock star lifestyle things like mm-hmm. that because I think the rock star lifestyles kind of died out in music. Oh, for sure. I think well, a, that, a lot of the egos kind yeah. of dissipated, which I think is a good thing. That, that wouldn't have lasted long anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, I think we're. I think it's really. I don't know. Things are getting really tight now. People are aware, and everyone's talking. And most of the shows you go to nowadays, you can go to their event page, and you'll yeah. see a phone number in the description of who to text or call. Um, if anything goes down, and I think simple stuff like that just makes all the difference too. And then um, when there were there, when there were those few cases where like I'm not going to name any names, but when like bigger profile musicians like were being blasted on like the NJDIY page, like 
people like made it clear, like people started sharing stories and letting people know that this isn't a fluke, this isn't made up, this is something that happened to me. And I think mm-hmm. that because people are talking more about it, because I think there was a stigma for a while. They're like, I don't want to break up the local heroes band. Like everyone fucking loves these guys. I don't want to be the person to tear this down. But at the same time, we should be at a point where those assholes shouldn't be that high up. Like the people who should mm-hmm. be the local legends shouldn't be the assholes. They should be the nice people that always show up. They help the other bands lug their gear even when they don't have to. Like those are the kinds of people. Yeah, it'd be that someone to look want. up to, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Sure. And I think that because some of the ego is going away, um, the things that matter most about the music, um, which is the people and, you know, getting the sound to the people. It's all about getting people to listen to you whether that be being friendly with them so that they want to listen to you, just having a good sound. There's all sorts of different ways. Cause it's all about using your platform wisely. Exactly. Because yeah. like, there are some shitty bands out there that have droves of fans, like Broken Side. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> things like that. Like, Yo, it's, people, do, I, you know who Broken Side is? Of course I know who Broken Yo. Side is. Wow. So, my, you know, my, my, so me and my cousin used to always listen to Broken Side, and I brought them up recently, and then mad people started back to they didn't know who Broken Side was. And I was just mad embarrassed. So now no, no. Everyone everyone knows who Broken Side is. No one wants to admit that they know yeah. who Broken Side yeah. is. Like, you're, you're good, man. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, had a ki- they had a Kickstarter last year. They tried to release a new a album. <laughs> they had a $10,000 goal. They made like $1,400. And then they Jesus. released an album anyway. And it was yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah, like, but like, it's like, it's weird because like two of the members of their band were like, one was the Fog Machine and one yeah. was Lights. It's <laughs> yeah. like you got two band members and two guys <laughs> who are basically just their friends who come along for the ride. Like, they're in the band. The uh, This guy holds the Fog Machine. This guy does the Lights. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> this guy stands That's behind it. a computer. He doesn't do anything. The song's already playing. He just stands there and looks pretty. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not even about the music. It's not anymore. even about the music. It's Ex- about the look. Yeah, man. Which is like that. There's nothing more aggravating than people who are just like, we look pretty and play shitty music, but listen to us because look how pretty we are. Yeah, facts. And mm-hmm. like, there's like that was big in the two thousands. Like, yeah, the, that's um, how I feel about hip hop. <laughs> uh, in what way? Like newer hip hop or like yeah, newer hip hop. Like the uh, the trap emo stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all about just how sad can you be? Yeah, I and think that it kind of people just like it now. It's kind of I don't want to say it's disgraceful to the emo name, but I think it kind of it conflagrates it. It's not really what emo yeah, kudos is. Kudos them for trying to be different. Oh, for like, sure. Like, for like um, yo. Mm-hmm. Like Scarlord's got some pretty cool stuff. Um, there's this guy Youngblood, out of oh, England. He's fr- he's <laughs> pretty interesting, um, but it's it's cool to see them trying to emulate the music we like. I just wish that they did it better, understood why it's so important or why it has that sound. Yeah, because I think people think of emo and like that whole you know genre as just I'm sad, but it's really not, and it never has been. Like, it started in hardcore. It was all about just being emotional, just being angry, being passionate. It doesn't matter what the emotion is. You're just emotional about it. You're just, you're feeling it. So I think that, you know, that spirit is there, but at the same time, it's also boring-ass beats and mumbling (laughs) and auto-tune. And, like, auto-tune's great. You can use it for sound. T-Pain. No, I'm complaining the beats be hard, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But the mumbling, I'm not with that. Yeah, no, the mumbling, I'm just like... You, you couldn't find someone else to to rap yeah, on this nah, beat. Facts, facts. Like, <laughs> I mean, I you know the thing with me is I try to, um, I try to see what their you know what their point of view was. Oh, for sure. The song like, first. I mean, I do dig some of it though. Don't get me wrong. No, I mean, I think some of it's pretty cool. Um, uh, the movement, the the whole like 
trend the trend is what I'm not really into, I guess. I think that there's a bit of a glorifying of yeah. suicide and drug addiction that isn't really yeah, good. Yeah. We don't I want to uh, hear the music, man. If, like cuz sure. like the original like the emo scenes like they were real about those kinds of problems. It wasn't like I'm sad and it's a cool thing. It's I'm sad and it fucking sucks yeah. and I'm miserable and I'm in my room and none of my friends are answering their phones. Mm-hmm. Like that's what <laughs> it's all about and all this trap stuff is just like uh, me and my friends all drink lean together, and we all uh, we all don't have any money. It's like, great. I, I don't I don't relate to that whatsoever. Like, you make music to relate to people, but if you just constantly talk about shit that I'm never gonna want to do, like I can understand like a bling era hip hop album. Like, yeah, I kind of want to make love in the club. That's, that sounds like something fun. You'll be a sprung on strippers. Yeah, but like, you know, sitting <laughs> alone, drinking lean, feeling sorry for myself, doesn't sound like a good time. But I want to talk about the different kinds of shows. Specifically, I want to talk about New York City and Philadelphia. Because I think that New Jersey has a very interesting placement because we mm-hmm. have very easy access to two of the biggest cities in the country, mm-hmm. two of the biggest music cities in the country. I can't think of many other places that have that. Maybe like Michigan and Illinois with Chicago and like some of the bigger Michigan cities, but other than that, like, New York and Philly, like, you really can't get two cities like that close to each other. Even, like, San Fran and L.A., you gotta take a plane, mm-hmm. and that's in the same state, so. Yeah, no, we're super fortunate over here, man, and, like, I think that's, you know, we're, you know, we're here doing, um, trying out the whole studio thing, and, and living this lifestyle here for a reason, for sure, you know? Yeah, um, because um, obviously, really, there's yeah. different things, living in Philly, living in New York City, there's different elements you gotta deal with but living in New Jersey it's sort of like this happy medium because you get all the run over you get people going through Philly to New York you get people coming from New York going to Philly mm-hmm. plenty of shows plenty of shows yeah yeah I'm like really appreciative of it especially like after I've been away from New Jersey for a while I really once I came back from being on tour for a long time yeah I came home and I was like you know what I really do appreciate this area we we definitely got it made when it comes to music yeah um, so diverse it's great honestly yeah like i talked to friends like from minnesota and i'm like so what kind of musicians come out of minnesota and they're like prince and tiny moving parts and that's about it and i'm like (laughs) oh man yeah that's i mean like those are two great groups but that also kind of sucks like that that's what (laughs) your whole state has (laughs) oh no is that montana Oh, no, Minnesota. Minnesota. That was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, Jan. Oh, okay. Wisconsin is the only (laughs) state I can think of that has a similar music scene to New Jersey. I don't understand why. It's different, but it's the same. They have, like, that weird mashup of sounds. Like, whenever I hear a band out of Wisconsin, I think about, like, they have that unique spin that Jersey bands tend to do where, like, it's what you've heard before, but it's also, like, nothing you've ever heard before. No, honestly, Mm. I think New Jersey has is like the strongest when it comes to music in general i mean when you have bands coming through like i can't tell you how many times i've had bands be like dude i'm not even exaggerating like on stage like we love playing new jersey it is our favorite place to play and you yeah. hear that so many times there's so many jersey shout outs and like songs so different mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the country yeah i'm uh, i one time uh i met this um this kid in austin uh the first time we went down to south by and I remember he told me, this is when I really st- started to appreciate, this is probably like in 2014. Um, this kid told me, he's like, he's like, oh, you guys are from New Jersey? He's like, oh, it's like my dream to bring my DIY band to a New Jersey basement. Wow. Like from what I've seen and heard. 
And I was just like, really? That, that, that's a point of pride. That's awesome. Yeah, like, so, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, I came, I came back to New Jersey, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, pe- like people look up to us, like other parts of the country in a way, when it comes to the music community. Because like, you got states like Wyoming that literally have less people in it than the entire city of New York. And you're like, how many shows could they have going on? How many, how many <laughs> miles do you have to drive just to get to a basement? Like, All with them. us, it's like you can you know, throw a rock and hit somebody's basement show, but yeah. outside the Shit, state, you it's... You can hear the basement show next door. From, <laughs> from the basement show you're currently at, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just crazy. Where's your favorite spot for basement shows? Like, do you think that it's the Rutgers crowd, the Montclair State University? Like, do you think it really yeah, centers around yeah, the college towns? New Brunswick. In Jersey, yeah. A few years ago, definitely, like, North Jersey was killing it, though. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, when, we were, when we were cutting our teeth in Montclair with all the mm-hmm. cool stuff that was happening there. I mean, Fire is Motion, for one. They're mm-hmm. freaking... I love those guys. Adrian, oh God, yes. Adrian is such a great guy. I want to get him on the show, actually. I reached out to him, but you know Adrian. I'll hear from him next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, those guys are freaking amazing, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also haven't been to a Philly basement show in a long time, maybe like a year or, or so, so I don't really know what's going on over there currently. Uh, have you ever been um, to like shows at like First Unitarian? Because I know a lot of people play over there. I actually have not ever been there. I wanted to go catch Alex G there last time he was there, but missed out on that I one. just uploaded some photos really for cool. Cloak & Dagger. Um, Bayside was doing uh, an acoustic oh. tour, and they came through to First Unitarian. Like Every time I see a show in Sick. Philly, I'm like, I wonder where it's going to be. It's always First Unitarian, like every single mm-hmm. time. What did I go through cool. the other day cool. for Shaky Graves? What was that? Ooh, Shaky Graves. Was it the Fillmore? <laughs> yeah, the Fillmore. That's the other Didn't one. Did they change their name, or is that the new name? No. That might be the new name. Like people talk about it at work a lot. I think the Fillmore. That's like that's the big place. Yeah. Like, the Fillmore in Philly is definitely really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Shaky Graves a lot. Shaky, Shaky Graves is my new album. Yeah, I like um, his first album was really kind of like a stepping stone for the name your own price kind of yeah. wave. Because, like, if you go on Bandcamp and go to Artist Recommended, that album is still there. Like, with Age of Ads by Sufjan Stevens. Like, there's just, like, certain albums that, like, when Bandcamp first launched. Like, the Name Your Own Price model, I really like. I think that it's brilliant. I think yeah. that it's just such a great oh, yeah. way to, like... Oh, my God. You yeah. can support the people you love, or you can just get free music. Like, there's two ways to look at it. You can either listen to as much music as you want to for free, or you can pay for the few bands that you really like to keep putting out stuff mm-hmm. that you like. Yeah, and then you always have the the super fans that are gonna donate. Oh you know, yeah, and like and they're willing to pay. Like yeah, you know, yeah. you can't go to Best Buy and be like, this album costs ten dollars, but I want to pay fifteen for it because I think they need more money. Yeah, like, right. That yeah. shit, you can't do that yeah. shit. But with Bandcamp, no it really gave the audience the power, yeah. which is really cool. Because you know, at the end of the day, that's the only person who really matters when you're an artist is the audience. Mm-hmm. It's the only people that you're trying to impress. So. I mean, you got the same thing with Kickstarter and Patreon. Like, that's the new model now. It's that mm-hmm. you start doing something, people tell you that they like it, and then they help you finance to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. they just want to keep having that in their lives. They're willing to put down the money because they like what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like the capitalist spirit in music, but it kind of stops there. Like, that for me at least, like, once the music becomes more about money than music, it just drives me absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bandcamp um, definitely, definitely keeps it one hundred percent for the artists too. Like it's it's so great to have everything, just like that you'd ever wish for, like in the artist's favor, you know. Yeah, um, and I think it totally 
revolutionized like this bedroom pop thing that's going on now too. There's like, like Spotify playlists that are literally just bedroom pop now, and that's yeah, just, it's yeah. Just, but it's that, that all came from like self-releasing, you know. It's Spotify and all the main um, DSPs are just catching on. Oh to it. yeah, no, but it's so cool to see. Like I don't know if you know High Sun. Mm. out of california i've heard of him he releases like three albums a year it's insane like some of these guys there's another guy louis zong Mm -hmm. releases like eight albums a year like the name your own price people like especially Mm -hmm. the ones who are really in it for the music they'll just keep releasing shit like forever and i mean buckethead does stuff on that too but he doesn't do name your own price but he releases music like i think he did 300 albums in the past five years or something like that (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. he got really sick he can't perform i know i heard from live anymore so He's just spending all of his time just releasing albums, <laughs> like n- like insane amounts. They're That's like awesome. numbered, like this, like in the hundreds. Like there's a number on each record, and it's so interesting yeah, so to see. Should make a website. Hmm? Well, he does have a website. <laughs> Buckethead? <laughs> no, he should make a website. That's just like accounting, like mechanism of how many like how many Buckethead albums there are. Yeah, just like keeps going up. Every <laughs> oh, like a counter? Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. how many Buckethead albums are there right now, and it'll just give you the number, yeah, and then the yeah, ticker yeah, just right. goes up every <laughs> single day. That should be the website. How many Buckethead? How many albums are there? Com, and then you just open it up and it's a clicker. <laughs> yeah. Or just as not enough. Uh, <laughs> not enough. Yeah. I mean, that's debatable. I like Buckethead. <laughs> I was Buckethead for Halloween when I was a kid. Everyone was Buckethead for Halloween. No, they weren't. It was a, I, I knew, well, everyone with long hair in my high school. Like, like, there was one dude. Or slash. Hmm? Either Buckethead, buckethead or, or Slash. Yeah, that was yeah. like, people in the it's like you, you either wore a top hat or you wore a bucket with a I mask. Was KFC bucket. I was Harry Potter. So what does that make me? I don't know, man. Freaking <laughs> nerd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, facts, though. Yeah, man. No, there's nothing wrong with being a nerd. <laughs> it's it's cool now apparently. Apparently. I mean, I'm I'm still alone, but they tell me that being yo, a nerd is cool now. Yo. Shit. <laughs> All right, there's a couple more things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Sweet. Uh, Warp Tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I worked what? a Warp Tour one time because I used to work at PNC. Yeah, cuz like I'm a cook when I'm not, you know, having the camera in my hand. Right. But uh, um Shit, Warp Tour is definitely something. Because, like, the tour tour is done now, but they're already announcing shows for New Jersey. Like, they're only hitting up five or six states, I think. Yeah, Atlantic City or something. Atlantic City, um, yeah. Yeah, that's Wait, cool. I, I, had, I knew that they weren't going to actually be done forever. Well, <laughs> the thing is, like, the whole part of it was that the tour was the exhausting part. It wasn't the individual shows, because, like, the Jersey shows always had big turnouts. West Coast shows, always big turnouts. That wasn't the issue. It was, like... The shows in like Wisconsin and Minnesota and like Tennessee were like there's long stretches of road and you're only playing a handful of shows. And I think that for Kevin Lyman, at least, it just made sense to kind of condense it to like these are the big shows like Homedale. They're moving it to Atlantic City now. I think they mm-hmm. should still do it in Homedale just because. No, that's iconic at PNC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like that's where you go. Like, I went there in 2013. That yeah. was a good time. Yeah, I think so it was like every too. time I die. So I worked sick. I worked there mm-hmm. this, this summer. I saw a Bayside in the, um around 20 yeah, 2013. That was yeah. I think the first or second time I saw Streetlight live. I've seen him four times. I yeah, love my I homie Mike Shavo played that joint at Spots. <laughs> Where? Warped Tour. Warped Tour 2012, I think. What uh Sweet. what group? Or was it uh Spots I think is what he went by at the time? Yeah. Mhm. Right? Spots. Yeah. Huh. What kind of music? <laughs> uh, indie folk, I guess, at the time. 
He's kind of progressed now. Too. It's interesting because that's it's not the kind of act that you would see at war. It was, tour, like, it was like an acoustic. It goes stage. as far as like never shout never, and yeah, then it's yeah, like that's no, about yeah. as far as you get into it's, the folk scene. I've seen I wrestle the bear once there too. Oh my god, oh, I wrestled amazing. the bear once. I passed out during Marcus Burns ran. Oh my god, <laughs> front row just that's passed out, went limp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Marco said to carry me out. Yeah, dude, those those riffs though, the like the no, they didn't even start. Oh, they didn't even start. They hit their first thing, and I was like, I can't see anything. I just was didn't it? have any water. Oh, it was just too hot? <laughs> yeah. Did they have the water tents oh, yeah. at that point, or was that not They did. I just, it was like August Burns Red was first, so I was like, I gotta go get, like, front row for August Burns Red. Yeah, no, those guys are fucking insane. I love watching them play. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good old Damn. days. I think August Burns Red put out a new album. Uh, yeah, like yeah it was um, Phantom, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, has, uh, it has Jeremy McKinnon it on good? it. What? Yeah. Um, oh, man. I saw one music video where they did, like, um, it kind of looks like Team America World Police, where they have, like, little puppets playing. <laughs> or um, you ever see yeah. the video for No Diggity by Blackstreet? Oh. The little, the little guy in the piano. Yes, yo, I've seen, yeah, I saw that August Burns Red video. I yeah. Talking about. That was, like, last year. It was, though. like, last year, last yeah. Last year or more, honestly. Maybe a year and a half ago. Um, yeah. A boy named John, you, you know, you know, you know my ball, my boy this Paul. Is like all it's like all over the place, man. I just I got stuff written down. Warped and I'm just like a boy named John. Huh. This is like yeah, there's a little correlation there, possibly. I mean, yeah, it, it all play, correlates. It's all music. They should play Warped yeah. Tour. Play Warped Tour. Yeah. Oh um, my god, I could definitely Warped. see a boy named John playing Warped Tour. Uh, we love a boy named John. Facts. Extra heavy. Um, Facts. Josh uh, made us. Uh, Banana bread ones. Oh my god! For letting for letting them practice in our studio. Yo, that banana bread was. It fire. was fire. I was like, that's a, a, that's a true John. sign of friendship. Like they yo, brought the bread, dude. dude you know, bringing the bread. Or um, it's Paul dude. and his brother, right? Facts. Yes. Paul and Christian. Mm-hmm. I met Paul. I also at the seventy three C gallery. I don't I don't even. It wasn't a boy named John. He was in another group. Oh, was what are they called? Oh, Cold Weather Company. Cold, uh, no, no, wait, no. no. Cold um, Weather Company. <laughs> wow, it was something yeah. collective. Um, Shit. Uh, oh, company kept. Company kept. Oh man, he's gonna Shit. fucking murder us for forgetting. Yo, it's all good. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, those fucking assholes." <laughs> Yo, oh, if y'all watch our live session with them. Doesn't he play a violin? He does play violin. Guitar, I saw that. And the piano at the same time. <laughs> yeah, at the same no. time. <laughs> like at the same time. Absolutely not. Maybe um, the same song. I think he plays song. the guitar and the piano at the same time. That's one in one song. Dude. The only other yeah. person I've ever seen do that is um. Beethoven. No, from Fire from Fire is <laughs> Motion. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's also in um. El Americano. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the only other person I've seen who plays keyboard and guitar at the same time. He's yeah. fucking awesome. He's really good yes. too. He has a nice, nice, nice piano. Like that rotating lineup has just had so much talent because Corey played bass for them forever mm-hmm. from Vasudeva. Vasudeva, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah yo, shout out to Vasudeva. Natalie Evans from the UK. Oh yeah, yeah she did that split with Yvette Young. Yeah, yeah, they're going on tour mad. right actually soon in the UK right now. Yeah. Really? I think have they played with Covet before? I feel like they have. Yeah, yeah, they had to so. have. They're like, they're one of those bands that just like really like they're so emblematic for me of the Jersey scene where like their records are sold in Japan. They're great dudes mm-hmm. too. And like, the, oh yeah, Corey's fucking man. Um, the other two guys I don't know as well. Derek. Corey, D Rock, who plays drums. Derek. Derek. I saw them. They did a show at the Asbury Park Music Foundation like last summer with uh, Safe Face and a couple other guys. Yeah, it was an interesting spot. Asbury Park Music Foundation is a really weird venue because it's super fucking small. 
but they'll pack as many people as they can in there. Mm-hmm. It's in, um, you know where the lake house is in Asbury? Yeah. It's in the same building, like mm-hmm. right Is it in the, the top back. floor of that? It's the back. It's the bottom floor, okay. like behind the barber shop. Sick, sick. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being a part of this. This was really awesome. Oh, I had yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, man. Really Obviously, we're still imposing. feeling stuff out, figuring out formats and stuff, but, you know, it's just nice talking to people about it. You know, yeah. Oh, I interesting to watch i'm gonna come clean now oh for sure um Thanks. well thank you guys again so much for being here thank this was you. a lot of fun uh thank once you. again this is agl sounds we got uh doug gallo seven second and big body yeah. yeah thanks for having us man absolutely all right